Okay, so we're up to Daf Kufi Dalanam Abbas. We couldn't finish it. We're up to three lines from the bottom. So just to review, the Mishnah said that if a person claims that another person has an item of his and he says that it's stolen, now generally you're not believed because I say that uh, you, you have my laptop. I say that's my laptop. And it doesn't mean that it was stolen. Maybe I sold it to you and I have Rahmanus. Or I sold it to John and he sold it to you and I have remorse. So the Mishnah said, if the case is that I claim that it's stolen and there's rumors that it was stolen, so meaning, and the word in the town is that it was stolen, so then the halacha is you have to give me back the laptop, but you have to swear how much it is, meaning, you have to swear how much is owed and then, oh my God. Gavin, what are you doing, Gavin? You have to swear how much it's owed. It's, 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 uh, Gavin's just messing with you. So you have to swear... Oh, okay, sweet. So you have to swear how much it's owed, and then basically the person has to pay the person who has the item. So again, I claim you have my laptop, and it was stolen. Not that you stole it, but maybe you bought it from someone who stole it from me. And there's rumors in the town that it was stolen. The Allah is, you give me back the laptop, you swear how much it cost you, and I pay you and I reimburse you. Fine. But then the Gemara said, Aaron said, even if there's rumors, how do you know? So the Gemara said, okay, specifically the cases where there's rumors that it was stolen, the people that stayed in my house that I claim stolen tunneled out of my house, and people saw them leaving the house through the tunnel with an item on their back, and people said, that's the laptop that was stolen. So it's like all of these things together. So the Gemara just has a quick question. So you're telling me that the guy left the house with, in a tunnel. There's a ganif. He tunneled his way out. And he has to, and, and he's a thief. Here's the problem, and there's a chiv moment. The problem is, there's a concept called Bob Machteris. Bob Machteris means that if someone tunnels into someone's house to steal something from him, he's a roidif, you have the permission to kill him because he's coming into your house, potentially, uh, and he knows when you tunnel into someone's house, death might happen. Therefore, guy's a roidif, which means if he's a din roidif, it's Kim Lebedaramine. He doesn't have to pay for the Gneva. Because there's a chi of misa. And again, the sugi, it's not for now. So the question is, how could it be that the case is the guy tunneled his way out? If he tunneled his way out, l'chari, he tunneled his way in. If he tunneled his way in, he's bab machteris. If he's bab machteris, there's a chi of misa. If there's a chi of misa, it's kimel be the rabbinay. So the Gemara says, miyamarav hach, miyamarav, bab machteris, venotel kelim v'yotza. If a person tunnels into your house and takes kelim out, potter, you can't get him to pay for it in court. Why? My taima, bidamei kananu. He was kind of with his blood, meaning kim lebed so if that's the case, then why in this Mishnah do you return the item? You say, the The answer is, says the Gemara, very very simply, That case, he tunneled into your house. The case, the reason why when you tunnel to someone's house, you're breaking into someone's house at night, that could lead to a shootout, and you're putting your life in danger. That's when this Kim Le That's not the case of the Mishnah. The case of the Mishnah is, it's an Airbnb. You let them stay during the night. They tunneled out. They didn't tunnel in. So when a person tunnels into your house and they're putting their life in danger, there's Kim Lebed there's no Chiyav Mamun. That's not the case in the Mishnah. The case in the Mishnah is that I gave out my house an Airbnb. I welcomed them into my home. And I said, here's your room. And then in the middle of the night, they tunneled their way out. It's not Kim Lebed They never put their lives in danger. They never tunneled into the house. They never broke in. They walked through the front door. Therefore, it's a regular act of Gneva, in which case there's a Chiyav Mamun. So this is the Gemara. Okay. Now we said in the Mishnah that the only way I'm going to get the item back, again, I claim that the item is stolen, and you're like, wow, what are you talking about? So I say, okay, it's stolen. I need to have rumors that it's stolen. I need to have rumors of people seeing people coming out of my house with the item, blah, blah, blah. If I don't do that, if I just claim, hey, that Kamara is mine, 
it's stolen, you'd be like, I bought it. I don't know what you're talking about. And then I'm not believed because the concern is that I sold the Gemara and then I have uh, remorse. So you need all these convoluted cases of rumors of it stolen, people seeing them tunneling out with the items on their shoulders, people claiming that that's the same item, all that. Says the Gemara, This is only true that you need all this convoluted case if the person... In this case, me. I, again, I claim that that's my Gemara. And then I say it's stolen. Menashe says, I bought it. The only way I get it back, because, Lachor, you shouldn't give it back to me because maybe there's a chance that I sold it. The only reason I get it back is because I could produce Adim, that there's rumors that people tunneled out of my house and all that kind of a case. Says the Gemara, that's only true if, I'm norm, if it's normal for me to sell my Gemaras. If let's say I'm a person that never sells my stuff, I have never sold anything, I've never had a garage sale, never had a yard sale, so then, if I claim that it's stolen, it's probably stolen. If I'm a person that sells this stuff all the time, so then it's possible. Okay, so, so now I need all the rumors to back up because legitimately I might have sold it. But if I'm a guy who never sells it, yeah? By the way, I, you should know, it's, I've wanted to say that story for a doff now of when I accused my neighbor of stealing my shovel because I was in a bad mood because I was on my way to Hashivenu and he had a shovel and for some reason it was a unique shovel and I had the same shovel and for some reason it was the first time I met the neighbor and I said, I, for some reason in my head he just took my shovel. So I said, um, I said, oh, did my father give you that? And he's like, what? I said, okay, you'll give it back when you're done. And he hopped and he just said the great line that's always stood with me. He said, Home Depot sells more than one, uh, one, more than one bro. That was his line. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the point is over here. So this is the Gemara. The only reason why I'm believed is because I'm, I need all this is because it's normal for me to sell my kalim. But, says the Gemara, But if the Balabayas doesn't generally sell his kalim, then he's believed. You don't need all this kind of, You don't need all these details. Says the Gemara, I understand. You don't need any details? I can just go over to Menashe. I, I, have not, I don't sell my Gemaras very often. That's true. I've never sold my Gemaras. So I go over and I'll be like, that's my Gemara. I could just claim it and win. I don't need all this backstory because I'm not normal to somebody. Maybe I needed money that one time and I sold the Gemara. Says the Gemara, no. No, no, no. It means you need to claim that it was stolen and you need to have a rumor that it was stolen. But you don't need the tunnel with the people looking at the bags, all that stuff you don't need. But you still need there to be a rumor. If I just go over and I'm not someone who sells my Gemaras, I'm like, oh, that's my Gemara. Of course I'm not believed because maybe I sold that one time. But if I'm not normally, it's not normal for me to sell my Gemara, and I claim that it's stolen, I, I just need a rumor that it's stolen. That's all I need. I don't need tunneling out, people seeing them leaving with a bag on their shoulders, and uh, that, 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 that's, that, I don't need all those details. Okay. Now, new Gemara, Itmar. Now, there's one piece of information that you should know before the next Gemara, and that's called Takonas Hashuk. Takonas Hashuk means that if, let's say, very simply, I buy this bottle of Gatorade from you. Your store, or whatever, your guy, I buy this from you for $5. The next day, someone shows up, and he's like, that's mine, and it's stolen. And he could prove that it's stolen. The halach is that he takes it back, but if we don't know where the ganaf is, he has to actually give me the money. He has to give me the $5. He has to pay for it. And he'll get his money back from the ganaf. So meaning the person, the, the victim, if he wants his item back, must pay me to reimburse me. Why? Because in order for commerce to exist, it can't be that I buy things and then people can just... It, 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 it'll break down the whole system of commerce. 
that if I'm, I'm not going to buy stuff if there's a concern that two days in, you're going to take my laptop back. The only way it'll work is that I know that if I buy it, I will be whole. So if, if it's taka stolen and, and you want your laptop back, take the laptop, but give me the money, and then you'll have to go to the gun. That, that's the general rule. It's called takana sashuk. That's where the thief is not known. You don't know who the thief is. The, I mean, if, if you don't know who the thief is, Stam, you say that uh, this laptop was stolen. A guy stole in the black market and sold it to me. It's Menashe's laptop. I bought it from some guy, whatever. I don't know who I bought it from. I bought it from eBay, whatever. And then you could prove that this was stolen. It's your laptop. You don't know who the Ghanif is. The is you could take the laptop back, but you have to pay me. Because we can't have it. That I, I won't buy stuff if I know there's a chance that I'm going to lose it. That's called Takunas Ashok. That's where you don't know who the Ghanif is. Now, when you know who the Ghanif is, you could argue that that shouldn't apply. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. Because you could argue when the, when the Ghanif is around, then maybe you should just be able to take the laptop, not reimburse me, and I'll go to the Ghanif because I, I know where he is. I can, I'll get the money. But that, that we'll talk about. It's called Takana Sashuk. But let's get to that. The Gemara says, Itmar, Okay, Reuven steals from Shimon. Reuven steals a laptop from Shimon and uh, sells, it to, uh, sells it to Levi. So Levi has... Um, Shimon's laptop. Okay? We know who the Ghanif is. We know it's Ruvain. Shimon is the victim. Levi is the buyer. We have all the information. So the question is, who does the owner, the victim, who, where does he go? Does he go to the buyer and say, give me my laptop back? Could he just take it? And then the vic- and then the buyer will go to the Ghanif and get his money back? Or does the buyer or does the does the does the uh, does the victim does he go straight to the Ghanif and say, reimburse me? Does the victim, in other words, can the victim go to the buyer and say, give me my item back? I want my item back. Does he have the right to do that? Or does he say, listen, the buyer's like, I'm not talking to you. I don't know who you are. You, you want something? Go to, go to the Ghanif. He'll reimburse you. I'm keeping the laptop. That, that, that's, in other words, that's the question. He's just going through a fence. The guy who is... Uh, huh? It's like he's going to the guy who fenced. He's like the fence. He's, he's fence? Fence? Fence. Oh, is it? So it's my ganav umacha v'yachah achukir ganav. So Rav Meshmeder Chiyomer. I, I legitimately thought fence. Rav Meshmeder Chiyomer hadinim arishin. The halacha is that you could only go to the thief. The original owner, the victim, can only go to the thief. He cannot go to the, the the one who has the laptop now. He cannot take it. If he wants the laptop from that guy, he'll have to pay for it. But if he just wants to his money, he'll have to go to the thief. He has no right to go to the buyer. One relationship. Says the Gemara, Rav Yechonon says, no, he can go to either. He can go to the Ganef or and get paid, or he can go to the buyer and say, give me back my laptop. He does not... He, either one, he doesn't have to pay money. He, he has everything's in front of him. So there's a machloik is another way. And by the way, this is the key because this is going to take us. By the way, once you get to the mission on the bottom, I think the Ahmed base, I think, is a lot easier. So the, 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 basically, here's the Shaila, and we're going to be dealing with what's the understanding of the machloikas. So, in other words, my laptop was stolen from me. John stole my laptop, sold it to Menasha. The question is, who do I go to? Everyone, all the parties are, are known. I'm the victim, you're the buyer, he's the thief. Everyone knows everything. The question is, who do I go to to get to... I'm the, I, I, I got my laptop stolen. So the first opinion is, you could only go to the thief. You cannot... I cannot talk to you. I cannot talk to you. If I want my laptop from you, I'm going to have to pay for it. But I can't talk to you. Rav Yoichlin says, no, I can go to the thief. I can go to you. Give me my laptop. I'm not paying you a penny. You want your money? Talk to the thief. I can go to the thief. Give me the money. And 
I, I have options. That's, so the question is, what is the Machlech is about? Now, if you remember earlier in the parak, we had a sheet of Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda says, that if, there's, if you stole an item and there's no Yish, you could take it from the thief, you can go to the buyer. So Rav Chizda already kind of addressed this many, many dafim ago. But that's the Machlechus, and the Gemara wants to know what is the Machlechus about. So Amr Rav Rav Yosef, Loi Pligi. The truth is, it's not a Machlechus. And it's very simple. Kan lefnei yish, kan laachar yish. Lefnei yish adinim asheni, kan laachar yish adinim arishin. V'tavayu yisle darav chizah. The answer is very simple. Is there, I'm sorry? Is, oh, no, no, there could have been yish before they found the ganav. The question is like this. Was there yish or not? If there's no yish, so then I can go to either. Why? Because I can go to the Ganav, for sure. I can also go to Menasha, the buyer, because there's no Yish. He's also a thief. Before Yish, it's still mine. So I can go to anybody. Whoever has my eye, I can go to either of them. After Yish, so now, once, so again, the, the, the Ruven, uh, John steals it from me, sells it to Menasha. If there's Yish, that means there's Yish and Shina Rishus. It's actually his. I can't talk to him. So if and if I want it back from him, I have to pay for it. So that's the opinion. They can go, only go to the Ganav. Meaning, if it's before Yish, you can go to either one. After Yish, only the first guy, only the robber. Says the Gemara. I'm really says, What are you talking about? When it comes to Matnas Kahuna, Matnas Kahuna means that you have to set, you have to give items to a kind. Uh, certain things from the cow have to be given to the kind. The Gemara assumes that with Matnas Kahuna. If let's say you just don't give it to the Kayan, it's always before Yish, because the Kayan doesn't give up hope, because the Kayan assumes that he'll get it back. A case of, basically, in other words, we're going to have a case of before Yish. Now, before Yish, we said, if there's a thief and a buyer, you can go to the thief or the buyer. You can go to either one. The problem is we're going to have Matnas Kahuna, and the Bryce is going to indicate that the Matnas Kahuna can only go to the thief, not the other guy. And Matnas Kuna is before Yish. If it's before Yish, you should be able to go to either. But we're going to have a price that indicates that with Matnas Kuna, you could only go to the thief, not the second guy. And that's the problem. So the Gemara says, I have a case where it's before Yish, and you could only go to the robber, not the second guy. The Mishnah says, So you say to a butcher, I want to sell, I want to buy the inside of a cow, the innards of a cow. Now, one of the innards of the cow has to be given to the kayan. But you say, I want to buy the innards. The halacha is, The halacha is, if you say, uh, I want to buy the innards of the cow, and he says, okay, it's $100. He gives, you spend the $100, you get all the innards, and one of them has to be given to the kayan. You give that to the kayan, and we don't assume that you, you don't have to get reimbursed, because the assumption is, he didn't include that in the bill. Meaning, the average butcher will not include the manis kuna as part of the sale because he knows you're not keeping it. Okay, that's posh it. Um, but let's say he weighed it out, which means by him weighing it out, now you're actually paying for manis kuna. You give it to the kayan and you get reimbursed for what you spent because I shouldn't have to pay for manis kuna. Okay. But says the Gemara of Amirav, says the Gemara, if the butcher actually weighed it for you, he weighed the amount and then charged you, the Allah is, he's a Ganif. Meaning, it's not an honest mistake. By the by the Tavach, if I'm buying Menashe the butcher and I, I ask, hey, I'd like to buy the innards, and he says, okay, let's do it by weight. And he weighs out everything. And he charges me per pound, he charges me $200. 20 of those pounds were going to the Kayan, which means. I paid him for Manas Kuna. In other words, he sold me Manas Kuna, which is not allowed. He's a thief. So he's a thief, I'm the buyer. It's before Yish. 
So what should the halacha be? The koyin can either go to him or to me. But what's the Gemara says? The, the, the koyin could only go to the butcher. He can't go to the buyer. Why? I thought before years you can go to either. Says the Gemara, I have to add the word af. It doesn't mean that he only goes to the butcher. He could even go to the butcher. Meaning he can go to both. What do you mean he could go to both? Of course. So what's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is, You might think that he's not a thief for, for keeping the Manas Kuna. Meaning you might think the Manas Kuna that not giving it to the Kayin is not an act of theft. It's a mitzvah to give it, but if you didn't, it's not. Come on, no, it's an act of theft. Okay, let's keep going. If he goes to the butcher, the butcher will have to pay him, and then the butcher will go to me to get the item back, I guess. I don't know. The point is, the Kayan will... It's a uniform thing. I think you should be able to go to either place. Why not? Why not? It's all going to get... Listen, if he goes to the buyer and takes it back, then the buyer will go to the butcher and get reimbursed. If he goes to the butcher, then the butcher will pay. Like, I mean, at some point, some everything's going to allocate its way. The butcher is going to pay back the, the buyer, and the buyer has, still has to give the meat. The, the buyer is not keeping the meat, regardless, because it's not a schooner. Um, uh, the buyer gives the meat to the clinic. The clinic has to the butcher is either paying the client or the butcher is, re- uh, sorry, paying, yeah, is, re- yeah. is he reimbursing the, the, the client the or the buyer? Well, according to the conclusion of the Gemara is that he can go to either, meaning he'll either go to him and take the item back or he'll go to the butcher and take the value of it. And I guess the Kedusha, I guess, will, I don't know. I'm not sure that. I'm not sure. Meaning, could he keep the Matnas Kahuna in such a case where it was stolen? Hmm, It's an interesting question. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I'm not sure. I know the Halach is a Matnas Kahuna that well to know what the Halach is. not sure. So, the Gemara continues. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. The Gemara continues like this. I, I guess at some point he's got to give it back, unless Matnas Kuhn is not like that, that as long as the value is given, then you can keep the... Because the value is being given to the Kayans. The question is, if the value is given, could you eat the Matnas Kuhn? It's not Truma, I know that. It's not like Matnas Kuhn is not like that, that it's also for a czar. It's not, uh, it's not like that. I think a Kayan could give it as a gift, so the, probably if you're paying for it, Mestama the Kayan is Michael, and then it's fine. The Gemara continues, According to Abaya, they argue both before Yish and after Yish. So what's the Machlekes? The Machlekes is Bidr of Chizda. The Machlekes is, do you believe in Rav Chizda's teaching? Rav Chizda's teaching is that before Yish, you can go to either. That itself is the Machlekes. Now, a third explanation of what the Machlekes is, Razvid Amar, you know, again, the case is, again, John steals the laptop from me, sells it to Menasha. The question is, who do I go to? So one opinion says only to the robber. The other opinion says, I can go to either. So we said, kan yish, kan You know what the machlekes could be? The machlekes could be the following case. When I heard John stole it from me, I was not miyayish. Again, we said before, achar yish, I can go only to the robber. Why? Because I, I, I'm miyayish, then he sells it to Menashe. It's yish for shiner shus. He's kainet. I can't go to him. I can only go to the robber. That would be the explanation of only being able to go to the robber. You know what the case is? I hear that John stole it from me. I'm not miyayish. He sells it to Menashe, then I'm miyayish. So normally it's Yish, then Shin Rishus. Over here it's Shin Rishus, then Yish. The question is, does the order matter? That's the Machloikis. I have Shin Rishus, and then Yish. The question is, 
Can I then go to him? Why? If it's Yish, then Shine Rishos, everyone agrees that you required it. I can't go to you. The cases where it's Shine Rishos, then Yish. I wasn't Yish right away. I, I felt I could handle it from, from, from John. I can get the guy item back. Once it's gone to a third party, I'm like, okay, I'm out. So the question is, does Shine Rishos, then Yish? Is that Koina? Though if you hold that it's Koina, I can't go to you. I can only go to the robber. If it's not Koina, I can go to either. That would be the explanation. In every case, you don't know who the Ghanav is? That would be, obviously, yeah, then the halacha would be that you... Get rid of it? So that's Shinur, that's... That's Yush and then Shinur Not necessarily. I'm saying the point is, in this case specifically, I knew about the Ghanav, I was not Miyayish. I was only Miyayish when I heard it got to a third party's hand. So it's Shinur then Yush. The question is, is that kind of? The Gemara says, Okay. A fourth Machlegis, and this is, the, this is uh, what we're going to get into until the end of the Amid, and that is Takonas Hashuk. Again, I mentioned before that if someone steals, if, you, if, you, uh, if I bought something that was stolen without knowing, and we don't know who the Ganif is, and you want your item back, you have to pay me. That's just to keep commerce. It's called Takonas Ashuk. The question is, is there Takonas Ashuk when you know who the Ganif is? Again, John steals a laptop from me, sells it to Menasha. The question is, I want to get my laptop back. Forget about Yish. I, I, before Yish, after Yish, I want to get my laptop back. Is there a Takonas Ashuk and says, you, two possibilities. You should give me the laptop. I'm not paying a penny. You want your money? There's the Ganif. I generally, you have to pay. But over here, we know who the Ganif is. There is no Takonas Ashuk in this circumstance. Or no, Takonas Ashuk means that if a person wants to take an item that was bought, that was stolen, you have to pay for it. In which case, I can't go to you and just take the item back because I'd have to pay for it. I could only go to the gun. That's the Machlegas. The Machlegas is, can I go to the buyer or am I only stuck to going to the Ganif? Is, is there Takonas Ashuk in such a circumstance? So the Gemara says, Everyone agrees that the person has to give the laptop back. Everyone has agrees that, that the, guy, the guy has to give the coat. Whatever the item is that's stolen, you have to give it back. The question is, do I have to pay for it? Meaning, everyone agrees, again, in this case, John steals the laptop from me, sells it to Menashe. Everyone agrees Menashe is giving back the laptop. That's not a Shiloh. The question is, do I have to pay for it? Generally, you have to pay for it. Why? To keep commerce going, it, it, it can't be that. He, he's not going to buy laptops if he knows there's a chance that two days later, I'm going to take it away from him. Now he has to go to find the Ganav. The question is, in this case where the Ganav is known, is that same Takana in existence? Everyone agrees he has to give me the laptop back. The question is, do I have to pay for it? That you can only go to the thief, meaning, meaning that there is no Takana Sashuk, and therefore you could take the you could take the laptop back and I don't have to pay for it. The halacha is that you can go to either, because Dina Lakh Delishkom Abalabayas, Vasa by Takanasashuk. I'm sorry, Quintra Vyechan, you could only you if you want the item back, you'll have to pay for it because there is Takanasashuk. So that's the machlaikis of whether there's Takanasashuk. I know you explained it, just explain one more time. Do you have to pay for an item when it's stolen, when you're taking it back? Um one second. Yeah. Okay. Um, fine. So according to Rav Shmeder of Chia Omar, you could only take it, you don't have a claim, Hadinah Marishan, that the claim is only against the thief, meaning the claim, in other words, he sort of flipped it. Hadinah Marishan means that Menasha, who had the laptop, he could only get money back from the thief. He cannot get it from me. So it's reverse of... 
I, again, he's sort of flipping the machlekes. Originally, we thought the machlekes was that who do I talk to? I'm the victim. Who do I talk to? Do I talk to, to both of you? Do I just talk to the thief? Now we're, we're reversing it. Everyone says you're giving it back to me. The question is, who do you talk to? Who do you, the buyer, where do you get money from? Hadinim, Arishain, that you'll only get money from the thief, but I'm not paying you. Why? Because there's no takonis ashuk in such a circumstance. Rav Yechelen says, no, Hadinim Hashaini. You can go to the thief to get paid, or I have to pay you. Because there is a takonis ashuk. So that's the machlaikas of whether it's takonis ashuk. The Rav, okay, again, the premise of takonis ashuk means that if I am giving. If, if you bought an item that was stolen and I am taking it back from you, I have to pay you. And right now we're saying that Rav believes there is no Takonas Ashok when the Ganaf is known. Did Rav hold that way? Rav Huna was a student of Rav. Rav Huna was a student of Rav. And Chonan the wicked stole a shirt and sold it. Oh, it's outside? Also, the Kame de Ravuna. So he, again, Khan and the Wicked stole a curl shirt. I don't think they're welcome to this stuff. Khan and the Wicked stole a shirt and, um, and sold it. Also, the Kame de Ravuna. Gavra Zil Shari Ravuna said to the, the owner, go, go pay for it. Meaning, this was a case of, of uh, they, they knew who the Ganif is. Again, they know who the Khan of the Bisha, Khan of the Bisha stole a shirt from me, sold it to Good? The Khan and Bisha sold the, stole the shirt from me, sold it to Menasha. Okay? So, the, so what's the halacha? Ravuna said, get the item back, but pay for it. Why does she have to pay for it? If you know who the Ghanaf is, according to Rav, I don't there's no Takanasashuk. Meaning, in other words, Rav said there's a Takanasashuk in this circumstance. That again, Chanabisha stole the shirt from me, sold it to Menashe. So I, I want my shirt back, so I take it from him. So what should Rav say? You, I don't have to pay. Go to the Ganif. But that's not what Rav said. Rav said, or Rav Huna, Talmud of Rav said, you have to pay for it. I thought there's no Takanas Ashok. So it says the Gemara, Shani Chanabisha kim delekel kloi hooker dummy. Chanabisha is different. Generally, if you know who the Ganif is, there's no Takanas Ashok because I'll just say to Menashe, who bought the item, who now the item is taken away, go to the Ganif, get your money back. Chanabisha wasn't paying anybody. Hanabisha was not a guy who got money from. Therefore, it's Ki'ilu, he's gone. Therefore, back to Takanas Ashok, I have to pay for it. Says the Gemara, Amar Rava. Is this Hanabisha your story or is this an example? No, that was the Maisa. How, how you get the Gemara? Huh? How you get the name of the Gemara? Hanabisha. How you get this from the Gemara? He was a bad guy. So how do you get the Gemara? You don't mention usually everyone. Mentions ah, Esau's in the Torah. If, oh, if there's a Russia, they'll, they'll be in this Tunis Rufus. There's, there's bad guys in the Gemara. You just usually don't get in if you're, uh, <laughs> you got to get in if you're good. You got to get in. It's harder to get in. But if you're a Russia, they made it. So the Gemara says, Amarava, im ganav mefursim hu loyoso betakanas ashok. Another halacha. If let's say the seller was a known thief, there's no takanas ashok. Meaning in this case, the whole point of takanas ashok is we have to protect the buyer. If you buy something from eBay and you think that it's not stolen and then it turns out it's stolen and it's taken away from you, you're like, I, I don't believe in the whole commerce business, so you have to be reimbursed. In this case, though, think about it. It doesn't make any sense. Hanan Bisha stole from me and sold to Menashe. I mean, his name is Hanan Bisha, Hanan the Wicked. Well, I should be able to take my, my shirt back and not pay for it. Why? Uh, I don't believe in commerce. Well, maybe you should stop buying from a guy named Hanan Bisha. He's known to be a Ghanav, so that's, that, that should... That, that. So the Gemara says... Oh, the answer is, he was known as a wicked guy, not a thief. 
This shocked us. Therefore, he, no, so, so he, he legitimately, and I should it because he legitimately thought that, it, okay, but he didn't realize the guy was a Ghanif. He knew he was a Russia. He didn't know he was a Ghanif. And therefore, you have to go with the rules of Takana Sashuk. See, get to the end of the Amr. This is the only thing that's a little bit tricky. You have to hold cup about uh, figuring out when Takana Sashuk applies or not. Again, the premise of Takana Sashuk, this is very important. The premise of Takana Sashuk is that if you buy an item, I spend $100 on this laptop, I expect this laptop, I want this laptop. If it turns out that it's stolen and you take it back, you got to pay because I don't want this laptop taken away. And, and if it's taken away, I'm, I'm not going to go into this, I'm not going to buy stuff anymore. That's the premise of Takana Sashok. Says the Gemara, Itmar, Ganavu para bechoivai, Ganavu para bechkeifai, lo yustu bechana sashok. Da omri, lo yadaiti dahani, yohavis leimidi. Okay, here's the case. I lend money to Menashe. Sorry, you're going to be in the, every case because you're right in front of me. I lend money for, I lend you a thousand dollars. That's why he wanted to move. I lend, I, I lend you a thousand dollars. I lend you a thousand dollars as a loan. You, instead of, instead of buying and selling, right, the classic case is I, I spend a thousand dollars and I buy this laptop. It turns out it's stolen. If that's the case, I need to be reimbursed if you want your laptop back. That's not the case. I lend you a thousand dollars. Okay? You give me an item uh, yeah, you could, I, I think we know, yeah, you give me an item as $1,000, to, instead of paying me back with cash, you give me a laptop with $1,000. Turns out it was stolen. The original owner came, takes his laptop back. Does he have to pay me? Again, it's not that the laptop was purchased. I didn't purchase the laptop. I lend out $1,000, and that laptop was going to be a payment for the loan, but it turns out it was stolen. So now the original owner, Adam's the original owner, and Menashe didn't know. He doesn't have to be a thief in this case. He, 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 whatever, he bought, whatever he bought, he thought it wasn't stolen. Whatever, he gives me the laptop. Turns out it's stolen. Adam shows up and he's like, hey, that's my laptop and it's actually stolen. I want it back. I give it back to him. Does Adam have to pay me? The answer is no. Why? The whole premise of Takana Sashuk is I bought this and if you take it away, I'm going to stop buying things. But over here, it's a loan. I didn't, when I lent you the money, I didn't know I'd be paid back in a laptop. Okay, it was just like, okay, I'll take it. But if you take it away from me, it's not like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna loan you money. The premise of the loan is I didn't expect to get the item anyway. So it's not like the entire, if the entire business deal is contingent on me getting this item, then if the item is taken away, you have to be reimbursed. But that's not the case of you. This is a loan. I didn't know that I'd get it anyway. You take it away from me, so then okay, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for it to get another form of payment. It's not, it doesn't fall into the category of the kind of shock. That is considered not satisfied. No, not satisfied at all. No. But the point is, Adam, the original owner, Adam, the owner of the laptop, can take his laptop back without paying me. That's the point. But here's the question, though. The issue, the difference is, by a loan, I don't go into it thinking I'm getting a laptop. But what if, instead of a loan, and then you're giving the laptop as payment, what if there's a loan, and at the time of the loan, you gave me collateral of the laptop? Then it's a problem. Because the collateral, I expect... That I expect, it wasn't like a payment of a loan that happened later on. We gave as collateral, it was a $1,000 loan, usually collateral by is more valuable than the loan itself. You usually don't give an item that's the equal to the loan. It's usually more valuable. So it's a $1,000 laptop, a $1,000 loan, you give me, and on the time of the loan, I say, I want collateral. You say, okay, here's a $2,000 laptop. In that case, if it's taken away because it was stolen, I want to be paid back. 
not the two thousand. I want to be paid back the thousand dollars. Why? Because I expected at the time I wanted this laptop, or at least I wanted the opportunity to get the laptop if you don't pay me back. So that says the Gemara. Mashkanta shavi masan b'meya also betekanus hashok. Now shava b'shava. However, if the if the mashkin is worth the same amount as the loan itself, which is not normal, then there is no takanus hashok because then I'm not really thinking about the laptop. When you give a mashkin a collateral, if it's the same value as the loan, I don't actually think that I want this laptop. I mean, why is it, I don't think about this out loud, why is it that when normally collaterals are more valuable than the loan itself? Why? Because you kind of think to yourself like, ooh, like I could actually, like that'll be good. Not that you keep the laptop, by the way, if let's say there's a $1,000 loan, it's Rivis, so what you do is you, re, you, you pay back the money, but I could walk away with like a cool laptop. Uh, it, it, the value will be the same because you'll have to at some point pay me back the thousand dollars. I'll pay you. I'll pay you the thousand dollars to make it up. But I can walk away with like I walk away with like a cool laptop. So I, I I lent you the money, and I walked away with like a cool laptop. Again, I I paid you the amount. I don't, there's no rivers. You understand? It's a thousand dollar loan. You give me a two thousand dollar collateral. If you can't pay, I'll give you another thousand dollars. And then, but I walk away with like a cool. So it's like to me, it's like worth it. So then why because no, but if the item is the value, it's the same value. Then the Gemara perceives it that if it's a thousand dollar loan and a thousand dollar laptop, because it's not normal for the collateral to be the same amount. I don't actually think that I want this because why would I go into this? I'm just doing you a favor. I'm actually yeah, it's a loan. True. So my point is like this: there's only takonas ashuk when I thought I would get this laptop. When I takonas ashuk means that I wanted this item. When I thought I'd get this item, then if the item is taken away, you have to reimburse me. By a regular loan it, for a collateral, if the item is more valuable, then I actually am like planning on getting the item. Then, but 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 if it's the same value, true. But it, it's more of a perception of people's minds. It's a psychological thing. It's just saving me a trip. But if it's the same value, then I'm like, I don't really actually think about the collateral as much. The truth is, I trust you. You just give me something to hold down the loan, but it's really a loan as opposed to like a purchase. That's the, really the question is, at what point is it a loan, what point is it more purchasey? So says the Gemara, Shava b'shava, It's a machloikas, by the way. I'm not saying, what Adam's saying is not, it's not crazy. It's a machloikas. There is a possibility that you make a takonos ha-shuk or not, it's a machloikas. Zavina shava b'shava. Now let's say you sell, you, a stolen item was was sold, the buyer paid the regular amount, so also takonos ha-shuk, that's classic. But shava, my mesayim, Okay, let's say I buy this laptop from, again, almost done, by the way. The next time is a lot easier. Um, again, I buy this laptop from you for $1,000. Turns out it was stolen. It's actually Adam's. Adam wants it back. You take it back from me. It's worth 1000 I bought it for 1000 You have to pay me. And by the way, then you'll go to him and get your money back. I'm, I'm not saying you're not going to. It'll work out. It's just a matter of headache. But let's say it's a $1,000 laptop. And again, a loan is not like that because you don't actually think about the item. What if it's a $1,000 laptop, but I buy it from Menashe for $3,000? I pay him $3,000 for the laptop. Then the halacha is, there's no takana sashuk. Why? It's not really a purchase. I really want to give him money. It's more, it's more of a loan or a tzedakah, whatever you want to look at it. This is just a way to, you know, it's like having your parents, it's like giving them, you know, it's like paying for, like uh, someone to work for you, but it's really tzedakah. So in that case, the item is not really contingent. It's not really contingent on the item because it's, you, you spend $30,000 on a $1,000 item. The answer is you wanted to give him money, yeah? Be it a load, be it a matana, whatever it is. So if the item is taken away, you don't have to reimburse it because it's, it wasn't really a purchase. Says the Gemara, 
But that would be the smart that they didn't do Takana Sashuk because it's not really a purchase. It's more just a way for me to give him money. In all situations, they did Takana Sashuk unless it's a loan. Let's go, Viter. My goodness. Oh my gosh, it's 35 minutes already. I apologize. I'm going to be touching on rubbish word territory. Let's go right Avimi Barnozi Chamua de Ravina have a Bahu Gavra Abarazuz. Avimi Bar Nazi, Nozi. Avimi Bar Nozi was Ravina's father in law. And he was owed four zuz by a certain. by a certain. Uh, see, he was owed four zuz. So Ruven owed Avimi Bar Nozi four zuz. Gonav Glima Isinila. So that guy who owed him the money stole a coat. And gave him a coat for the four zuz. As he gave him the coat for the four zuz, so that should be like payment for the loan. But, which we actually said before, if you pay for the loan with something stolen and the item is taken back, there is no takana sashuk. But that's not what happened. Now, when he gave him back the coat to pay back the $100 loan, he said, can I borrow another 100 So he, he gave him the coat for the original $100 loan, but he said, can I borrow another 100 So, so he gave him another 100 So now there's $200 with an item in the middle, that item was stolen. That item will be taken back. The question is, does the owner have to pay for that item? So the Gemara says, the question is basically, do we look at that item as payment of a loan, in which case no, or is it he purchased it, because there's two loans here. Again, just the, the, okay, I, you borrow $100 from me. I give you $100. I say, end of the week, I want my money back. You show up at the end of the week with a with this bag with a hundred dollars. And when you give it to me, you say, Can I borrow another hundred? I'm like, okay, fine, yeah, hundred dollars. So I gave you two hundred dollars. You gave me this bag. It turns out this bag was stolen. Adam, who the owner, comes in and he says, I want my bag back. I'm like, okay, take it. The question is, do you have to pay me? So if I bought this bag, yes, but if this bag was payment for a loan, no. So the question is, you gave this to me at the end of the first loan, but in order to get you a second loan. So the question is, do we look at it as maybe it was sort of like a purchase for the second loan or just a payment back for the first loan? How do you, sort of how do you look at this? So the Gemara says, The first four, the first hundred dollars, the bag was a payment for the debt, in which case, no. But the second loan, but regarding the second loan, that shekol zuzuch v'hadar glumi. You take the take the zuz and return the coat. So the way they explain at the bottom is Ravina held that the coat was a security for both loans. Ah, so he felt that it's a mashkin, right? If it's payment for a loan, you don't have to. A mashkin, you do. So he looked at it as it's it's both payment for the first and a mashkin for the second. So therefore, you have to yeah, if you want the item back, if Adam wants the item back, he has to pay for it because it's a mashkin. How does it connect to the second transaction? You paying for the first. Correct. It was a mashkin. Now I know I'm good for it. Somewhere. Yeah. Says the Gemara. Maskev le Rav Asakasha. Dilma glima bahani zuzi kamoy yovin ilay. Ganav upar bechoy ve ganav upar bekefoy. Varba zuzi basor himne humani kech demne mikar. Why are you assuming like this? Maybe the really the way you should look at this situation is like this. I lent you a hundred dollars. You gave me back this item as payment for the loan. Payment for the loan. There is no takanas ashuk. Then when I gave you another $100, it was purely unrelated to this item. Not that this item is a mashkin. It's time. I gave you a gift. I, gave, I trust you now. Not a gift. I, I trust you now. Meaning, you looked at this item as a mashkin for the second loan. 
both a payment for the first and a mashkin for the second. Maybe not. Maybe it's a payment for the first, and it has nothing to do with the second loan. Just now that I trust you, I'll give you more money. But not at all. It's not a mashkin rule. In which case, in which case, I shouldn't have to pay for it. That you do not have to pay for it. Now, one last case, and then we're done with the sugya. Second sugi is a lot easier. So the case is like this. Ugh, the names are just so hard. Okay. Narsha gun of Safra. A person from Narsha stole a book. Zavna Lifafuna, Bitavnizus. He sold it to a Papunian for 80 Zuz. So he sold it to someone from Papunia for 80 Zuz. Ozl Papunia Zavna Labar Machuza Bemeva Essenzus. That Papunian sold it to a Machuzian for 120. So okay, so basically, I you stole the safer from me, Narsha steals it. Sells it to Arla for 80. Arla sells it to Adam for 120. I want my book back. So who do I go to? So you have it. So I want it back. The question is, who do I pay? So normally, there's just one buyer, and you pay the buyer. But over here, there's multiple buyers. There's two buyers. So you're the first buyer for 80. You're for 120. Am I paying you 80? Because maybe I should just have to pay for the original purchase. It's, it's going to bounce back. The question is, who bounces... Who bounces back? So says the Gemara. Um, the halacha is, Amar Abaya, I go to Adam, the second purchaser, who bought it for 120 I say, give me my book back. And I, Tam Nezuzi Vishakal Safra, I pay you 80 bucks. I'm not paying you 120 I'm paying you for what it was purchased. I'm not paying you for what you purchased. I'm paying for the original purchase. And if you want the other 40 that you lost, you go to the second guy. So it's interesting. So, the whole premise of this takana is to avoid like issues with purchasing, but we're kind of I'm kind of messing you up, and I'm not at all dealing with the first buyer. I'm only dealing with the second buyer. So it says the Gemara Maskel Rava Hashalikech Megana Vasu by Takana Sushuk Likech Malikech Mi Boy. So we're trying to help the first guy, and we're not even helping. Like if it was just you, I would pay you eighty, but he bought it from you, and now he doesn't get. I mean, it doesn't worry. The, the whole premise of the takana is that if you bought something that's stolen, you should be taken care of. But what I'm giving Adam is 80 bucks, which is what you paid for it. So he's not being even taken care of. So it doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says, okay, rather, here's what you do. I go to Adam. I say, give me my safer back. I'll pay you 120. So you're whole. Then I go to you. Because I spent 120. That's not fair. I say, you give me 40. And and I go to the original guy, the Ganef, and he gets 80. So I get my money back, but you get your money back. Everyone's happy. Okay, let's start the mission. Let's go back to it. The mission says, We had this yesterday. This is a Takana Yeshua ben Nud, but I don't think the mission goes with the Takana. I think the mission goes with the non-Takana. This, oh, this person is, I, I'm walking down the street and I have a barrel of wine worth uh, 50 bucks. You're walking down the street with a barrel of honey worth $5,000. Way more valuable. Your barrel cracks and the honey's beginning to leak out. The halacha is, So the halacha is, you could spill out my barrel and use my barrel to put your honey in because your honey is more, way more valuable. Go to the next page. But you, I don't pay you... Um, you only receive the fee, which is labor and the use of the container, meaning I am not reimbursing you for the wine. 
that Yeshua's takana to reimburse it for the wine. But I guess before that, or this mission doesn't hold like that. I'm not paying you for the wine. I'll pay you for the use of the barrel, the rental fee of the barrel, and the fee for the tircha. But I'm not paying you for the wine. But if before I pour out the wine, I say, if before the wine was spilled out, it was stipulated, you'll pay for the wine, then you have to, you have to do what you got to do. If you stipulate, you stipulate it. Similarly, a river is sweeping away my donkey and Alicia's donkey. Both our donkeys are being swept away. Could be something I could hear him calling me on a Monday saying, <laughs> I had a weekend. Um, the donkey got swept away. So the halacha is, My donkey's worth $100, his is 200 I can only save one. So I choose to save his because it's way more valuable than mine. The halacha is, I save his donkey and I let my donkey die. So I say, You should pay me for my donkey. No. He has to pay me for the amount for my fee of saving his donkey, but you don't have to pay me for the donkey that I lost. Even though I only lost my donkey to save years, I don't have to pay for it. But if before jumping in, I say, if before I jump in, I said, I'll jump in and save your donkey, you got to pay me for mine, then you have to. Okay. <coughs> Here's the Gemara's question. In the first case, I have a barrel, <coughs> I have a barrel of honey that's leaking. You have a barrel of wine. You spill out your wine. I pour the honey into the barrel. The halacha is... You just, I just pay you for the fee, not for the wine itself. Says the Gemara, am I, why do you receive so little? Why don't you pay for the wine also? Why don't you say that the, the why don't you say to the owner of the honey, why, why, is it the, why isn't the honey mine? Think about it. You have a barrel of honey that's leaking. It's going to go, it's gone. My, I have a barrel of wine. I pour it out, I grab your barrel, I pour it in. So I get reimbursed for the fee. I should keep the honey. Why? Because when your honey is dripping out, we're going to see in a moment, it's going to be lost. Anything that's going to be lost becomes hefker. If it becomes hefker, so I was kind of it. So why did I, I said, that should be my honey. Why am I, why, why am I giving you back honey? And you're paying me for my fee. I should get the honey. Where's the, you'll say, well, it's my honey. Anything that's going to be lost, spilled out as it's being spilled out is hefker. How do I know this? The Gemara says, Tanya, we have a brisa. If let's say you have a barrel of oil and a barrel of wine, and you see that they're breaking and they're going to be leaking out. So here's what you do. You're a real, it's a jerk to do this, but here's what you do. So you have two barrels of wine. A barrel of wine, barrel of honey, okay? A barrel of wine, barrel of oil, doesn't matter. They're leaking out. They're spilled out. They're being spilled. You're like, okay, here's the deal. It's going, it's going to be gone. Within five minutes, it's going to be on the cement. But here's what you do. Truma. That's my truma. And now all the wine in my cellar are, are fine now, right? The halacha is that you have all the wine, you have to separate truma samaisis. Until you separate truma samaisis, it's all lesser. I'm like, that's my truma. Now normally the truma you give to the kayan, and then the kayan's like, where's my truma? I'm like, oh, it's spilled. So can I do that, right? So why can't I do that? It's a jerk thing to do because you mamish being master the kayan, but why can't I do that? The halacha is you can't do it. Why? Because when it's being spilled, it's hefker. So it's not mine anymore. You see that when something is going to be lost, it becomes hefker. That's why you can't make it trumas and meisers, because it's not yours anymore to make trumas and meisers. So if you say that it's going to be lost, it's going to be hefker. In the case of the mission, then why don't I keep the honey? Says the Gemara, and if you try to make a trumas and meisers, it doesn't work. Why? Because it's hefker. If it's hefker, that means that it's, if it's going to be lost, it means it's hefker. If it's hefker, you can't make a trumas and meisers. But if it's hefker, why can't I keep the honey? So says the Gemara, the case is where it's not spilling out so fast. 
it's wrapped around in like some sort of um, the honey is is wrapped in some sort of um, wrapping netting. So therefore, it's not going to be lost so quickly. If it was mamish spilling out, it'll be hefker. It's not going to be spilled out that most. Even if you don't give him the barrel, 85% of it will be fine. Because it's, it's dripping, it's dripping. And therefore, it doesn't have the din of hefker. Says the Gemara, Vim Amar. Now we said like this. Now going back, we said to the Brisa that if the honey, the, the wine is spilling out, and you say, Trumas, Meisters, doesn't work. Why? Because it's going to be lost. Even with the it doesn't work. Here's the problem. Vatanya, is that you have to eat in Yerushalayim. The fruits have to be taken to Yerushalayim. Now let's say by the time you get to Yerushalayim, it'll be spoiled. So you transfer the holiness onto cash and use the cash in Yerushalayim. So here's the deal. I have $100 in my wallet. I'm walking home. A guy pulls out a gun and he says, give me your money. So I'm like, okay. Nice. Nice. And then I give it. So now, I, all my fruit is now good, and I don't have to spend the money on Meiser, because I, I did it. So what's the halacha? The halacha is, you're not allowed to do that lichachila, but if you did, it's yotza. I don't understand. What's the difference? When the wine is spilling out, it's going to be lost. You say, oh, it's half good. It's not yours anymore. I'm handing the guy the money to the guy. It's also going to be lost. But that, that works with the other. So what's the difference? So says the Gemara, the case is where I could keep the money, I could run away. Meaning it's not going to be lost for sure. In the case of the wine, it's spilling out. There's no way to save this barrel. It's gone. In the case of the money, I could save it. Therefore, it's not fully hefker. So the Gemara says, well, well, if you could save it, then why is it The answer is, you could save it with difficulty. It's not, I mean, if it's, if it's, if it's a 0% chance that you're going to be able to save the money, you can't make it. If it's a 100% chance that you're going to save the money, you can. What's the case? 50-50. 50-50, you're not allowed to do it l'chachila, but the evidence works. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. So the Gemara assumes that a 50-50 chance is the equivalent of a partial loss. A partial loss, not a full hefzid. A partial loss is the equivalent of 50-50. So the Gemara says, If there's going to be a partial loss, then it's 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 also l'chachila. I mean, the same way, if it's 50-50 chance of survival, l'chachila don't do it, but the evidence fine. So a small loss would also be l'chachila don't do it, but the evidence fine. Wait a minute. Hatanya, harei shari le'eser chav yeshel tevel tamei, v'ra achas man shenishbara, oishen is galsa, oimer harei hi trumas maises al teshe chav reiseo, u'b'shem and le'yasekim ne'hefsid koyin. Now, so it's like this. Yeah. In other words, I have this. I have ten barrels of tame, tame meiser rishon, but truma was not separated yet, so it's tevo, but it's tame. Now, kayin, what could a kayin do with tame stuff? Uh, for wine, he can't drink it, but he could use it as sprinkling, sprinkling, um, and for oil, he could use it as kindling. Can't eat it, but so I have ten barrels. Okay. Now let's focus on the sprinkling part. Sprinkling, the Gemara is going to explain, it's not very valuable to sprinkle, but it's, 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 not, it's not valuable, it's, it's something. The halacha is, I have 10 barrels of tamay, tamay, tamay uh, tevel. I got to separate truma. One of them, I see cracks, and it's starting to spill out. Or, it was left open and a snake could have drunk it. So it's, it's, it's gone. What's the halacha? I want to say, that's my truma. That's my true man, rendering the other nine fine. The halacha is, lo yoimar, uh, I'm sorry, ro achas man, 
Almost done. The rest of the more is easy. That the halacha is that if I see that one of them is open or nizgalsa, one of them is is, is breaking or nizgalsa, oimer. I'm allowed to say harehi chumas ma'isel tel shechavriseho. I'm allowed to do that. Ubeshem and layas when he has some kind oil, you can't. We'll see in a moment. The difference is because when oil. Um, before and after breaking, there's a big difference in finances. I'll explain in a moment. But the point is, over here, I'm allowed to. But why? I thought it should be asla chachila. Isn't the wine spilling out? Meaning, in other words, it's very simple. Before we said that if everything's spilling out and it's going to be lost, you can't separate shumas and maizas. Over here, it's spilling out and you can. So what's the difference? Says the Gemara, This is what we said before. The case is there's a netting, so it's not really spilling out. Now, by the way, why is it that by oil you can't? Because the value of the value of the wine, the wine's spilling out, right? So it's fine. Why? Because even if Itaka spills out, how much how much is the wine valued at? When wine is drinkable, it's worth hundred dollars a bottle. This wine you can't drink because it's tummy. The only thing you can use it for is sprinkling. They would sprinkle in the house as deodorant, basically. It would, it would make the house smell nice. How much is wine valued at for deodorant? Six dollars a bottle, ten dollars. So okay. So even if it spills out before the kain gets it, it has a netting. But even if the it spills out, no, no, it's ten dollars. Don't, don't worry. Oil that's tame. You know what it could be used for? Kindling, candles. It's very valuable. It's not a hundred dollars. It's maybe fifty bucks a bottle. That's very very valuable. Don't do it by oil. Okay. But so we said. So we had a kasha. Out of the sense, the wine's spilling out. Why does it work at all? The case is there's a netting, so it's not fully going to be lost. What was the other case? Nizgalsa. Nizgalsa means that it was left uncovered, with, with, which means there's venom. By the crack, you could say there's netting, so it's not going to be fully lost. But nizgalsa means it's uncovered, that means it's venom. How do you, how do you make that salvageable? By the, so we said, again, if it's 0% chance of saving, you can't do it. So why by the wine could you do it? Because there's a netting, so it's, it's uh, uh, 20% chance of loss. It's, it's fine. Nizgalsa, it means it's uncovered. It means it has venom in it. Zero chance of saving. So why is it okay? So the Gemara says, "Bishlam chazisa and my How do you make wine that's uh, that's uh, that's uncovered? How do you make that salvageable? You'll say, "Okay, well, why can't I use wine that has venom in it for sprinkling in the house?" The answer is, you can't, because when there's venom in it, you can't sprinkle it in the house because kids can eat it. The Gemara says, "Vatanya mayim shenizgalu." If water was uncovered and there's a chance that a snake drank from this venom, you can't spill it out in the public area of it. You can't make clay out of it. You can't dust the house with it. In other words, when it has venom in it, it's also. So if it has venom, how are you separating troops of mice that has no ability to save it? The answer is there is. is that when wine has venom in it, you could strain it out and the venom will the venom is thicker. And according to Nehemia, you could strain out venom. Not the Rabbana, but Rav Nachemi holds away. The Tanya, as the Brisa says, Misanenes Yeshum Shem Giloi. The Tanakama believes that even with a strainer, even if you strain it, it's still a problem. Om Rav Nachemi, Emasai Bizman Shetachten Megula, Avizman Shetachten Mechusa, Avishal Yonim Megula, Ein Bushem Giloi. Levish Arishal Nachash Dimlus Fug Vitzafa Oim Mekayim. It says Rav Nachemi, when you use a full strainer, it's fine because you could strain out the venom. So therefore, the cases where the wine was revealed and it has venom in it. So you'll say, but you could still separate Shumas and Mises. Why? I thought it's ruined. The answer is you could strain it. Says the Gemara. But Lav Itmar Law Amrav Simoin Amrav Yishuv and Levi Shanu El Shloi Tarku Avol Tarku Aser. I thought you can't strain it anymore after it was already mixed with water. Once it's mixed with water, you can't strain it anymore because then the whole texture of the wine the, the, it became thinner and therefore the 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 venom. 
can't be strained out. The case is even with even if you mix it with wa- with water, you could strain it out with a strainer if you pour it slowly. Meaning, if you just dump the whole thing, the venom will go through. But if you do slowly, the venom will sort of separate. Okay, one last point. We'll end with this. So the case is where you have the barrel. So the case is you have ten barrels that are tame. One of them is spilling out or revealed or open. You could say that's truma semisers. That's my truma, not by oil, but by one. You could say truma. So you said, oh, if it's open, it has venom. It's not usable. The answer is you could strain it. Who holds it? You could strain it, Rav Nechemia. So Rav Nechemia is the author of this Mishnah. Here's the problem. Rav Nechemia's shita is that you can't separate Tamei tru, Truma for Tamei Tevel. Meaning over here you have 10 barrels that are, that are, that are Tevel. They, they Truma and Mice is mixed in. You're taking one Tamei barrel. That's open or cracked, but it doesn't matter. You're taking Tamei for Tamei. Rav Nechemia's shita is you can't separate Tamei for Tamei. By Truma. So the Gemara says, Does Rav hold that this Truma even separation works? The Brisa says you're allowed to separate Truma Smicers from Tame for Tame, Tahar al Tahar, or Tahar for Tahar. You can even take Tahar for Tame, but you cannot take Tame for Tahar. It doesn't work. If I have Tahar wine, I can't separate Tame Truma. That's, you can't do that because you're Mafsa the Kite. Rav Nechemia says, Rav Nechemia says, even this only works by Demai, which is rabbinic, where you're not sure, but if it's actually Tevel, you can't. So how could it be that he's the author of this Brisa when you're separate? Cannot. So how could you? How could he be the author of the Brisa when you're not allowed to separate Tame for Tame? The answer is, Hachanam Mishel Demai. Our case is also of Demai. So we're not talking about Tevel, which is for sure there's no truma. It's Demai. I'm not sure. That's why you're allowed to. Now let's just finish up. We said, Let's say the wine is spilling out. So there's a chance that the coin's going to lose it. So if it's wine, it's okay because it's just used for, for Zilov. Zilov is not expensive anyway, so you're not really being mops of the coin. But oil is very choshiv. That you shouldn't do. Says the Gemara, Why is oil so expensive? Because you could use it for kindling. Why, why is Zilov so cheap? I've, I think this whole premise that I've been talking about for the last few minutes is that wine that's used for sprinkling, again, they would, have, they would sprinkle the room and the dust would settle and it would make the room smell nice. I kept on telling you that, that cost, buying wine for that purpose is very cheap, like $6 about. That's not true. The halacha is it was actually 50 bucks. It was very valuable. So the Gemara says, And if you'll say that it's inexpensive to buy wine for that purpose, that's not true. The halacha is that they would, they would sprinkle wine that costs two slime per lug. Meaning, in other words, they, it, it was a very, very valuable, it was half the, bot, half, the, half the value of drinking was for zilof. So it's very expensive. So why is it allowed? So the Gemara says, We're talking about a case where it's a new barrel. It's Tomei wine that's new. New doesn't have a good aroma. So it's not even Royal Azilov right now. Therefore, it's not really expensive. You can let it drain out. Wait a minute. Why can't I keep it? Right now it's, it's new, but it will be old in a couple of years. So let me hold on to it. So in other words, I should give it to a Kayan now. I should be mocked to give it to a Kayan now. He'll hold on to it for a couple of years, and then it'll be Royal Azilov. The question is, is it a good idea for a Kayan to keep Tomei wine in his possession for a couple of years? No. The Gemara says, that's going to become to a bad thing. He can't keep Tomei wine in his house for a couple of years because he's going to drink it. But Shemen, he can. Shemen, he's used for kindling. How, how quick you, you can keep, can be in his house for a while. Shemen, fuel, you're keeping oil for fuel, that's Tommy, that you can also keep that for a long time, why aren't you concerned that there's going to be a mistake? The case is where you're placing it in a disgusting vessel, just used for kindling that you will not drink. 
So do the same thing with wine. The whole purpose of zilof is to smell nice. You're going to put in a disgusting kli. It's going to be counterintuitive. All right, we'll stop there. My pleasure.